What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate. I like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field, whether it's a doctor or nutritionist or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I can share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me, Darren Heitner, fraternity brother, house dad, sports entertainment and IP lawyer, UF 40 under 40, and UF Law Outstanding Young alumnus. Darren, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Good stuff, man. I want to thank you so much for taking the busy time out of your schedule, the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast today. Last time we saw each other, we were playing some golf. How's your golf game? It's non-existent. I don't think I've been on the course for at least four months. <laughs> same, actually. Same. I haven't played golf in a while. But I also want you to know, this is the first time ever that I'm dressing up for a podcast. So I'm, a, so I'm surprised that you're not wearing a suit, but you are a work from home guy. So I'm, I'm very disappointed in you that you dressed up. You should know when it comes to me, you dress down. <laughs> cool. Good stuff, man. Well, Darren, you know, I want you to tell a little bit about your story and the impact that you've had on collegiate athletes being able to brand themselves and, and take money and endorsements. I know that's been super big for you and it's been on your agenda, on your desk for the last couple months and stuff. And Obviously, you've been a leader. You've been on ESPN and all the talk shows and stuff. But tell us more about that and how you've been able to make such a big impact. Sure. So, look, I'm born and bred, raised in South Florida, went to the University of Florida for seven years for undergrad and for law school. I teach a sports law class there now. I'm also a full practicing attorney. I have my own law firm that I started back in 2014, and I've been practicing in the state of Florida for 11 years. And so we'd have to go back a couple of years to 2019 when Representative Chip Lamarca, who's in the Florida House of Representatives and who represents my district in Broward County, reached out to me through his legislative aid and asked whether I'd be interested in working with him and brainstorming, is this something that he wants to get behind, name, image, and likeness rights? And if so, how to go about it? So the first thing that we did was we looked at the state of California, which was the first mover in this space. California passed a law to allow college athletes to benefit from their names, images, and likenesses to make money, but with an effective date of 2023. So basically they passed a law in 2019 and said, this is what we want, but we're going to wait four years. So the very first thing that Representative Lamarck and I looked at was, was there a justification to wait four years or any time at all? And in fact, when we created the first piece of legislation for the Florida legislature to take a look at, we put in an effective date of July 1, 2020. We really wanted to push the envelope, put the pressure on the NCAA. Ultimately, a bill passed in Florida, but with an effective date of July 1, 2021. And that was signed by Governor Ron DeSantis in June 2020. Florida became the very first state in the country to have a July 1, 2021 effective date. What happened from there is many states followed our lead. And ultimately, Right before July 1, 2021, on June 30th, the NCAA finally caved in, removed its prohibition across the board so that all college athletes can start to make this money in every school, in every state. And that's where we are now. Now we're starting to see some big deals come in. Amazing. Amazing. First of all, that's incredible that you've, been, you've played such a big role in that. And now, you know, there's going to be a ton of college players that are going to get the money that they deserve 
you know, to sell their name, to sell their likeness with brands. So what are some deals that you're seeing, you know, in the news or come across your desk or tell us like what type of money are they getting? Yeah, I've been fortunate to actually be involved in some of the larger deals to date. In fact, the biggest deal that's been consummated was between uh, these two female basketball players, Hannah and Haley Cavender, known as the Cavender Twins at Fresno State. They did three deals on July 1, one with Boost Mobile, which was the biggest deal to date. Uh, they also did a deal with uh, Six Star Pro Nutrition and a third one with a company called GoPuff. And we've had a lot of other offers since then that we're just sort of managing and deciding what we want to do. We don't want to oversaturate either, but we're talking significant amounts of money in these you deals, especially the boost money that they're receiving from these deals. I can't say the specific amount, but it's significant. Okay. Um, cool. And then the, the, the most recent one that was just announced today, a client of mine called American Top Team, which has UFC gyms across the world. They have dedicated over $500,000 to spread to 90 football players at the University of Miami, basically offering each football player $500 a month for a year in exchange for social media promotion. So that's really like the big deal that everyone's talking about right now. Wow, that's incredible, man. That is so cool. So moving into the future, obviously this is brand new, right? And you know, there's college athletes that are getting huge deals. There's a lot of money for an 18, 19, 20 year old person to have, whether it's, you know, a couple thousand a month or a six figure bonus. But um, like, where are we trending next? Like, what, what are we going to see infiltrate the market and really shift like what's going on and where attention is going and stuff like that when it comes to college athletes and brand deals? Yeah, look, we're only a few days into name, image, and likeness, and already we're seeing so much attention paid to these athletes and to the deals. And what we're starting to see are more big brands feel comfortable. I knew it was going to take some time for the Fortune 500 companies to get involved, and we still haven't seen those deals come to fruition. But you better believe that they're all taking strategy meetings right now. They're coming up with a formula because every, every company that's not involved thus far has a strong sense of FOMO. They have that fear of, being, of missing out and not taking advantage of this opportunity. And so I think what we're going to see are more of those big name athletes across the board in different sports, male, female, having these opportunities. And we're also going to see bigger brands in the fold with that usually will also mean more money to the athletes with bigger deliverables. Right. And, you know, now that all these athletes, if you're 18 to 22, I guess you're Gen Z, right? And Gen Z is huge on social media, massive presence on TikTok and obviously Instagram and stuff and, you know, companies would be stupid not to take advantage of this. So I, I got a question for you. Can Nike right now sign a 10, 20 year deal with a college athlete or is it only for the four years that they're in school? Great question. The laws that have been passed by the respective states and most of the school policies that have been published require that the deals between a brand and an athlete who's in college can only go the term that the athlete is actually participating in college athletics. So to the extent that an athlete is going to leave early, perhaps even after one year, if it's a premier basketball player, at that point in time, the deal would come to a close. But that does not forbid the brand to then enter into a new contract with that athlete once the athlete turns pro. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. You know, the first thing I thought of is like, damn, like Zion Williamson, you know, imagine how much he would get paid two and a half, three years ago, whatever, prior to going in the NBA. You know, what if LeBron James, let me ask you a question. If LeBron James was a freshman at Ohio State University right now, uh, how much do you think, 
I think, you know, he would be someone who would absolutely command seven figures and possibly get into eight figures. And, you know, you mentioned LeBron James. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of speculation because LeBron James never even went to college. He went straight from high school to the pros. But what about a Tim Tebow who spent those years at the University of Florida? He absolutely would have made millions of dollars per year if he wanted it. I'm sure someone like him, though, would have probably given it all to charity anyway, Mm -hmm. but he could have commanded that significant sum of money. Incredible. So obviously these college athletes have a ton to gain, but is there more liability here? Is there more risk? Like, do they have more to lose or is it just only gainings from here? Look, the way that I look at it is they have ultimate gain, which is opportunity that they've never had before. They are actually now on an equal playing field as everybody else who goes to college and can exploit their names, images and likenesses if there's any value attached to them. But, you know, where I would say that they need to make sure that they don't make missteps would be one with regard to financial literacy and understanding, protecting their assets. And number two, very important. Set aside cash so that when it's time to do your tax return, you can pay it. You're going to have to pay taxes on your income. And that's really important. And hopefully athletes are getting that kind of guidance. I'll tell you this. When we were drafting our legislation in Florida, and in fact, the law that was ultimately signed, we required that schools provide financial literacy and life skills workshops to the athletes before their first and third year of enrollment. Really important. Okay, cool. You're really important, right? I mean, guys like Allen Iverson go broke. How did Allen Iverson go broke? Unreal. So let me ask you a question here. Are there brands that have, have exclusivity with a certain school? Like, let's say I'm 16, 17 years old. I want to go to college. I'm thinking either Clemson or Oklahoma. You know, I've seen a lot of guys at Oklahoma getting these big deals with big brands. Clemson, not so much. Is that going to affect recruiting? And if so, how? So absolutely, we will see coaches, schools in general, utilizing what happens the year before or years prior in name, image, and likeness to their advantage on the recruiting path. They will point out the types of deals that the athletes have received, or, you know, like what I mentioned earlier, this one brand that wants to provide money to all 90 scholarship athletes who are playing on the football team at University of Miami. You better believe Manny Diaz, the coach of Miami, is going out there next year and using that to his advantage for recruiting. With regard to the the school sponsorships that may be in place already, that's separate and apart. Certainly those brands that are already sponsoring the school can also then go and negotiate deals individually with the athletes. But you should also expect competing brands to try to ambush and get some exposure by negotiating their own deals with the athletes, even though the school may be aligned with a competing brand. As long as those deals between the athlete and the brand the terms don't conflict with the terms between the brand and the school, they should be allowed. Okay. So for example, uh, University of Florida football team, they're sponsored by Jordan, right? I believe. So if uh, Adidas came in and offered our quarterback, who I don't even know who our quarterback is at the moment. If they offered our quarterback seven figures, Emory Jones, our quarterback right now, how does he He look right now? Is he good? He's, I mean, people are expecting a big year from him. Okay. He's athletic. That's for sure. Yeah. So can, can they go to Emory Jones and say, yo, I'm going to pay you seven figures, a million dollars to wear uh, big baller brand football cleats? Is that possible? The, 
Yes, as long as those cleats are worn in his dorm and not on the field or in the practice facility, not at the, not at the team facility. So again, as long as the deal between the player and the brand doesn't conflict with the deal between the school and the brand. And, and the school and, and the brand typically have the terms revolve around what's worn on the field, on the court, during game days, during practice, and so on and so forth. Interesting. Okay, so regarding target audience, demographic that brands are going after, okay? These are 18-year-old 18 18-year-old kids that are playing football, but the viewers and the audience that are watching the players, are they going after more so the middle-aged guy watching Saturday football, or are they going after the people that are watching these college athletes on Instagram and TikTok? What is, from the perspective of the brand, like where are they getting the eyes and attention from? It's interesting because at first glance, you'd probably get the impression that their target audience on these deals would be the younger generations, the people who are typically glued to tip TikTok and Instagram. Uh, but you'd be surprised because what's happened is not only are older people joining TikTok and Instagram and spending a lot of time on those platforms, but there's so much media that is being generated through papers, through TV media and so on and so forth, just based on what's happening, that I think brands have to not only look at it as we're going after a younger demographic, but we're really hitting on all the demographics that we're trying to reach. Because honestly, that's the type of world that we live in today. The media that's generated and that's attracting attention is what's created with authenticity on TikTok and on Instagram. Those really are the two main platforms from what I've seen thus far. So I think certainly there's probably a, an emphasis on a younger generation because that's who you're hitting first. It's just bleeding into the other forms of media based on the coverage of what's happening there. Right, right. So like like uh, Nelly Corda just won a major championship. Yeah, it's sponsored by KPMG, but she's got all these other big financial firms on her hat, on her sleeve, on her pocket. Okay, cool. So let me ask you a question here. If um, – my question was about uh, obligations that these athletes are going to have. So let's say an athlete signs a seven-figure deal to be sponsored by Bose or some other company. Are they going to now have uh, like contractual obligation to show up to commercials, to show up to media appearances, to do things that are going to take away from spending their time on the practice field? Well, the, the answer is they absolutely will have deliverables, which can be posting on social media, personal appearances, signing autographs, giving the, third, the other party the right to use their name, image, and likeness in their own advertisements and promotions, and so on and so forth. The hope is that it absolutely does not interfere with the obligations that the athletes will have uh, concerning their own teams. And every single deal that is basically agreed upon, the terms are agreed upon between the athlete and the brand has to go through the compliance department for ultimate approval before it's signed and goes into effect. So to the extent that there may be obligations that explicitly interfere with what the athlete has with regard to obligations for the team, I'm sure that will raise a red flag. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they can't advertise like Pornhub on their freaking... <laughs> no, like so... Like that, right? Like some trashy or like... Yeah. Okay. Some st some states have explicitly carved out industries uh, with their NIL laws, and in in the states where there is not an NIL law, and the schools are creating the policies, we've seen things like adult entertainment uh, companies, tobacco companies, controlled right. substances, casinos, 
um, steroid related companies, like those are off limits. Okay. Interesting. So let me ask you a question too. Let's say, uh, you know, I'm a business owner. I have, let's say I have a, a paint store or like, you know, I have an online supplement company, right? I can just reach out to these guys, cold DM them on Instagram. Yo dude, you know, I want you to, I, I'll send you 50 grand tomorrow and you make five posts for me and they're allowed to do it. But let me ask you a question here. Like what if they were just an influencer? Like, why do they have to be a college athlete first? What if I did that prior to June 1st? Is there a difference? Well, that's the, thank you for making the point that we've been arguing for two years now, which is that there's no difference between an influencer who's not an athlete doing this and an athlete who's an influencer doing this. Why was it that the NCA specifically said to this class of individuals, athletes, you can't do this, but influencers on your campus who may not play a sport can do it. So all we've done is put athletes on the same playing field as everybody else. But to your question, no. Prior to July 1, an athlete could not do this. Right. Crazy. So uh, we got like, I know you're super, super busy. You got appointments to get to. We got a couple minutes. Is this good or bad for college sports? 100% a net positive. It will not in any way change the product on the field, on the court. If anything, all we're doing is we're providing an opportunity to every single athlete, male, female, revenue sport, non-revenue sport. I don't care. We're providing an opportunity. So it's absolutely a net positive. Yeah. So do you think some of these college athletes will end up being multi-millionaires prior to getting drafted? It's absolutely possible. I think the most prominent individuals will have the opportunity uh, based on offers that they will receive to earn you know a gross of seven figures it's not going to be everybody and it's going to be a select few right. but i do think that there's a possibility yeah because people like zion williamson obviously Bronny james like they got five six million followers on instagram and they're 17 18 freshman sophomores in college like you know if you were an influencer and you had five million followers on instagram you'd be getting 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in instagram posts right you do 10 20 of those over four years you're making a million dollars wow yeah. This, is, this yeah. is incredible, man. I'm super happy for you. I'm super proud of you as someone who I've known you for over 10 years now. And, you know, obviously you've been doing extremely well. And now been seeing you on ESPN and represent some of the biggest NFL players in the league. And now you're making a huge change to get some you know, money flowing into some college athletes pockets. That's well-deserved, right? Well-deserved. Yeah. Look, whatever I make from this is gravy. I, I honestly cared mostly about the athletes and, and making sure that they have these rights. And so um, I love being involved to the extent that I can help them uh, as legal counsel or consultant. That's great. Uh, but I'm just thrilled every day that I see more and more deals, even the deals that I have nothing to do with. It's just, it's proof that this was the right thing to do. Good stuff, man. Well, Darren, thank you so much for your time today. Everyone that's listening, go ahead and follow Darren on Instagram at Darren Heitner. Uh, it was a pleasure and uh, looking forward to seeing more of your success, my man. All right, Zach. Good to Have see you. Going. If you're interested in hiring me as your life coach, or maybe you would just like to connect either on a spiritual level, business level, or just want to discuss some mental health, go over to my website, lifecoachzach.com. There are some resources there. Uh, my journal on amazon.com and also my nutrition course that will be selling really soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys have an incredible day.